and welcome to UDL in 15 Minutes, where educators discuss their experiences with UDL. I'm Louis Lord Nelson, UDL author and leader. Today I'm talking with Kim Babu from Toltecali High School in Tucson, Arizona, about her high school anatomy classroom, where she implements UDL. More specifically, Kim is going to share how she helps her learners move toward becoming expert learners by participating in a learning environment heavily focused on community building and through her use of rigorous assessments. Hi, Kim. How are you? Louie, I am excellent. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. Thank you. Hey, would you let everybody know about your teaching background before we get started? I certainly will. Well, I'm in the middle of my 38th year of teaching, which just blows my mind. I can't even begin to even think (laughs) about that right now. Um, I... uh, have taught physical education, uh, sports medicine, anatomy, physiology, biology, physics, chemistry. I've done uh, an extensive before and after school program. I'm a uh, retired uh, high school principal. I don't miss that at all. I retired for about five minutes and missed uh, teaching. And um, here I am at Totakali High School, and I just absolutely love uh, where I'm teaching, teaching here at, in Tucson, Arizona, in the southwestern part of the United States, and I'm just in heaven. That's awesome. And you were a Teacher of the Year for Arizona, too, weren't you? I certainly was. Um, 2005, Arizona Teacher of the Year, and I was honored to represent Arizona uh, throughout the United States in 2005. That's awesome. So you have a lot of pedagogical experience behind you. And um, I'm in heaven here. I'm in a uh, very small school, 180 students. And um, many of our students here at Totikali High School um, are very underserved and many are misguided and misunderstood. Um, About 99% of them are credit deficient Many of them prefer a smaller school. They come here and uh, catch up on their credits, and they just prefer a just a smaller environment. And a lot of the envi- a lot of the schooling here is hands-on activities. You know, we're not in an environment where it's a sage on the stage. Uh, the if we taught that kind of a teaching classroom, uh, we would get eaten alive by these kids. So it's, uh, uh, they hit the ground when they come into the classroom and they just want to, uh, do things instead of just sit there and listen to us and thank God, because I wouldn't want to listen to me for an hour anyway. <laughs> so that that was already in place. That kind of stuff was already in place. So then you, you learned about UDL. So kind of give people a sense of um, wh- where you've taken that, what that meant to you to learn about it, and, and where you've gone with that. Well, you know, I always loved uh, engaging my students. And this summer when you came and taught UDL, you just turned my teaching on a dime, Louie. Um, I, like I said, I love student engagement, but the part that just stuck with me is student choice and self-regulation. And I was blown away. You know, I always thought that I, I gave kids choices in school. And, but the, when I, when I realized that I needed to give up some control in my classroom, specifically in terms of 
task analyses and my assessments in class, specifically in my, in my anatomy and physiology class, I started thinking, you know, um, what do I need to do um, so that my kids feel like they have, have even more of a choice? So what I did specifically with assessments is in my anatomy class, I'm teaching like uh, skeletal anatomy right now. And I I give the kids a choice when, when I'm teaching them. And Louie, I can't tell you how many times in this, in the last two months, I've thought about you and I've said, God darn that, Louie. Oh my <laughs> God. Like I, I, I give them choice. You can either take notes or not take notes. You can, you can label the anatomy lessons or you don't have to label them. I give them choice of multimedia design. Um, they can use gel pens. They don't have to use gel pens. They can use crayons. They can use, um, multimedia art artifacts, or they don't have to. They can listen to music as long as they can put one earbud in their ear and not. And this coming from me, I mean, I used to just hold on to that control and I just have let it go. And Louis, they're learning an, at an exponential rate. And I sit down with them and I say, so how is this working for you? And they're saying, Miss Bevue, I cannot even believe how you've relaxed this in terms of the, this kind of standard. You've relaxed this and I'm learning so much. But then Louie, it even gets more interesting and more exciting when it comes to the assessments. Well, what I used to call quizzes and tests, now I'm calling them assessments. And the anxiety level with these kids has gone down and all I'm calling it is something different. I'm calling it an assessment. And for the assessment days, I we talked about it before before their assessment days, quizzes and tests. And again, on on these days, I think about you and I think, God darn that, Louie. I say to them, I say, okay, so look, let's talk about this. How about if you take your packet and you can look at your packet if you want to, or you don't have to, and I'll give you I'll give you the choice. You can look at it up to five times during this assessment, or you don't have to. If you if you choose not to look at it during this assessment, then I'll double the point value. But you get to choose that. And Louie, during the assessment, I'm walking around, I'm walking the trenches, and they're not choosing to look at their packet. They're doing it on their own, and the grades are unbelievable. We're two months into this now, and I have grades that I have never had before. And these kids are getting high A's. And you know what? Louis, it matters not if they're gifted, if they're middle of the road, if they're challenged learners, if they have IEPs, if they're traumatized learners, if they're ex-ed, if they're ELL learners, it matters not. I'm finding that these kids are just rising up above and they're, I'm allowing them to grade their own tests with a rubric and they're walking up to me in the middle of, of the of the assessment. I was going to say test. I don't want to say test. <laughs> they're walking up in the middle of this assessment and they're sharing these results. And Louie, I've sent you some photos. Yes. We're going out into the um, garden and they're, they're taking pictures of their A's on their assessments. They're taking them home. They're putting them on the refrigerator. 
They're, t- they're taking them home to their parents and taking pictures with their parents. Now they're taking pictures of these assessments and posing with their animals, their pets at home. They're going across the border on weekends to Mexico and taking international photos, Louis. <laughs> they're so excited. Louis, I have, I have the highest level of grades of, of tests of assessments and anatomy. And I've got two, two, two levels now. I've never had these grades ever in my life in anatomy. And I've been teaching for 38 years. It's just awesome. And so for people who are listening, um, I am going to uh, create a spectrum of these photos because uh, Kim has sent me so many of them and they are, they're just so exciting. And, and um, so share, cause initially you had told the kids, look, if you, uh, if you take it home and you take a picture of it on the refrigerator, because that's where it started, right? Oh, yeah. Wait, but I got to tell you, I told them to take it home and put it on the refrigerator. And then the kids were saying, hey, Miss Babu, I'm not going to take a picture on the refrigerator. I'm in high school. But then I'm getting all these pictures in my inbox. And then they're saying, hey, I'm getting extra money in my allowance. And then I'm saying to them, hey, if you're getting extra money in your allowance, then I'm a Red Sox fan. I want you to start <laughs> sending me some some Red Sox memorabilia. And now you should see my inbox, Louie. These kids are, I mean, I'm being flooded with pictures of and the community building, I mean, we had an open house last week. You don't know this, Louie, but we had an open house last week and parents were coming up to me and saying, is this this crazy anatomy teacher that I'm seeing all these pictures of? And I mean, people are talking about, they're asking me, what are you doing in my class, in, in these classes? And teachers are coming up to me and saying, what's going on in, the, in your anatomy class? Louie, I'm not doing anything different except that I've given up this control thing of, yeah, I know all this. I'm this omnipotent anatomy teacher. I'm giving up the control back to the kids. I'm letting them decide what's best for them as the learner. And the grades are just soaring. And we're not just talking about one or two kids. I'm talking about over 50 kids, Louie. And it's not an outlier. We're talking, it's now October. And we're talking almost to the end of the grading period and the grades just keep coming in and in and in and in and in. I mean, yeah. you are blowing me away, Louie. <laughs> well, and you and I have talked about this because you're you're brand new to, to UDL. And so this is not the time for you to be so, so concerned about the language of it. So I'm going to fill in here because you really hit in, like you said, on recruiting interest and that that choice and autonomy. So helping your students make their choices about how they want to do their learning. And you gave them all these different ways to represent. So you represented information to them in a lot of different ways. So how they would perceive it and then um, how they're even understanding these are complex words. This 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 is not just and you do both the Latin word and the what common word? Is that it? Yes, I do the Latin word, the anatomical word, and the layperson's word. And I hate to say this, but I'm throwing in the Spanish and the English word. Well, but you're you're helping them with their language and symbols right there. There's there's yes. no way these students would be able to access all that information if you weren't supporting their decoding of all that information and really digging in to that next level of comprehension. So they're they're comprehending that entire structure of the anatomy. And then we flip over to action expression and you've got all these different ways that they can express their knowledge. But then on top of it, 
when we think about executive functions, you know, these these are students who I know because we've talked aren't used to having success and now now they're setting goals for themselves. So maybe with that first one, they did set the goal of, okay, I'm not going to use my papers, but now the flywheel has just spinning like crazy. And, and they're starting to figure out, and these are more pictures that you've sent me, but they're figuring out and strategizing how they can learn more effectively in your class. Um, you know, using their own structures of note taking and yeah. um, the students who are drawing their quote unquote doodling and then they're bringing those things up to you and they're these incredible um, detailed pictures of the heart was one that you sent me. Oh yeah, I know. And now yeah. Louis, you're, you've created a monster with me. I don't even know what to tell you because Halloween's coming up and now they're like, when, when are these uh, skeletons going on sale at Family Dollar and Walgreens <laughs> and CVS? Because now they want to do extra credit with Sharpies and they want to buy their own skeleton and then they want to draw on the skeleton and hang them from my ceiling. You know, the fire marshals, I'm going to get in trouble with the fire marshal. Oh my God. <laughs> well, maybe we could brainstorm some ways to have them up longer. <laughs> get in trouble for that. It's just you've done some you've done some marvelous things, and I'm I'm just going to go back to the fact that you know I I think that as a collective, because I was a teacher in the classroom too, and we hear about people who had been recognized as teacher of the year, and 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 rightfully so. These are people who do, you, you know, pedagogy, you know, your content, but you know how to teach it or else you wouldn't be recognized. And you've been in the classroom for 38 years, yet you saw this framework and this, you, you just lit up on it. And um, it has just been fabulous to watch and, and listen to your stories and, and hear about them. I just so, wish I, I wished I knew UDL back in 2005. I just, you know, Louie, I don't know the framework yet. I don't know the verbiage. I just wished I knew this years ago because you have turned my teaching on a dime. Well, it's given you a lot of energy. So maybe you'll, you know, go in a little bit further. And I know that you're um, helping to impress others in your, in your school that were both involved and have moved forward with their own teaching. But I think you're a great model in your school. So I think that's going to continue. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes. So we are going to talk again because you have um, an incredible system that you call sport that helps you. You laid um, groundwork for students in that collaboration, in that community building. So we're going to come back and do another podcast so you can talk about sport. We can talk about how that connects um, so well with Universal Design for Learning and, and talk about how you've um, used those concepts of engagement to move your students so quickly forward. But at this point, we've hit our 15 minutes. So I'm going to say thank you to you for sharing your story. And thank you. And you're welcome. So for those who are you listening, if you'd like to share a story about your UDL implementation, you can contact me through my website, theudlapproach.com. And thanks to everyone for your work in revolutionizing education and making our goal to develop expert learners.